Good morning, everyone, and Merry Christmas. I, I think it's Christmas anyway. Um, is everybody happy and smiling and face kind of Facebooky? You know, if you look on Facebook, you would think uh, the world was just the most wonderful place to live and problems don't exist. Uh, the unexpected Messiah. Pastor Scott set that up by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit for this season. And that word unexpected reigns in the hearts of children, especially next Saturday night. Unexpected, what, what's coming, what's coming? When the world received the word that a Savior was going to be born, the world responded in a variety of ways. Uh, today, my uh, character is Joe, Joseph. I call him Joe. You can call him whatever you want. Uh, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Some people swear like that, but I'll just say Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And Joseph is the uh, star of today. Christmas is a time of Love, love, love. Now, if you really believe that, <clears throat> maybe, <laughs> maybe at your home this Christmas, there will never be any harsh words, any uh, uh, debate or negative debate of any kind, but only serene, smooth sailing, getting along. Does that sound like Christmas in most families? Not really. It doesn't even sound like real life. But unfortunately, uh, that's what some people brand Christmas as. Now, the unexpected happened to Joseph. We uh, probably have been, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say, uh, well, I won't say that. We, we've been... Uh, taught by a variety of means that Joseph is this guy that's so wonderful and, and he's uh, quiet and he loves God and he's serene. He never heard a sound, yes ma'am, yo ma'am, yes God, no, uh, yes angel. And, and we think of God, uh, Joseph as that wonderful fellow. Well, I'm here to tell you, he is. But maybe not in just the way that we uh, have this uh, image in our minds. Uh, I've read the scripture over and over concerning Joseph and what happened. And I, I kind of, I'm not going to read it to you today from Luke 2 and then Matthew 2. And you can read it for yourself. But this guy Joe was engaged to a little 16, 17 year old girl named Mary. Naturally, she's a virgin because she had to be. <clears throat> when a Jewish person was engaged back then, the law said they were married. They were actually bound together by law. It's not like it is today where the guy gives the girl a ring and says, oh, I love you, smooch, smooch, you know. And three weeks later, they get mad at each other and they say, oh, give me my ring back and we part ways. Nothing else said. That didn't happen with Joseph. 
couldn't. Well, anyway, the story goes that Joseph is all ready to get married. He's happy, wonderful. By the way, Joseph is not that run-of-the-mill ordinary carpenter that he's painted to be by some folks. He is of royal blood, going back to the lineage of David. So God didn't just pick any run-of-the-mill person to do, do his thing. He picked, he picked the royal blood. So keep that in mind. But Joseph was engaged to be married. And you know, when you're engaged to be married and you're in love and everything, it, it's, it's an emotional thing, right? Yeah. And then this unexpected event happened where Mary somehow communicated to Joseph she was pregnant. What? Think about that. And, and in Jewish law, he could have put her away by divorce. She then would have been killed by stoning. Thank God Jesus did something better than the law, huh? What if we had that today? I can't imagine that. And that was God's law. God put that thing together. God, God's nothing to play with, I'm telling you. People just kind of sublime, uh, uh, have a sublime concept of God, loving God, following and serving Christ is nothing to play with. It's serious business. So Joseph decided after the angel came, the angel came, Gabriel said, hey, Joe, uh, she's pregnant, but Joe, it's okay. Uh, she's pregnant by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Joe, can you imagine what Joe said? What? Happens every day. She's pregnant, you know. Yeah, no problem. How'd that happen? Wasn't the water, it was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> well, I get a kick when I read that story because we, we kind of have this image of Joseph saying, oh, thank you, angel. I, I knew there was something different. The Holy Spirit, yeah, I understand that. I don't understand it. That's what the story says and I believe it. Joseph decided to go ahead and marry her, and he did. But he was never, there was never any conception prior to the birth of Jesus Christ. So the story goes that there was a census required, and uh, Joseph bound Mary up, got, got her stuff together, put her on a donkey, and she's very pregnant, and headed to Jerusalem to get counted. Sound like the United States, doesn't it? Well, uh, <clears throat> on the way, she had labor pains, and Joseph decided we, we better stop here somewhere. He tried to get a hotel, motel, uh, or the Ritz, nothing was open. And so we had a barn birth. In all the manger scenes and so on, we see mangers like this. Jesus was laying in this hay and, you know, oh, nice. And the research, the, the mangers back then were made out of solid stone, carved out so the baby could be protected. And especially in this case, 
this was famous, Bethlehem was famous for producing perfect lambs for sacrificial use in the temple. And those lambs, after they were born, were wrapped in a cloth and put in that manger so none of the other animals could hurt it or disturb it in any way. Just a thought. I, I kind of believe that. I, I, I like that. Well, the baby was there, and the shepherds, they got the word, they came. And uh, that's, that's how the story goes. And then the wise men came about a year later or so, wherever Jesus was then. Joseph got word that King Herod had received word from the devil to kill that baby because King Herod was afraid that baby was going to take his place as king. All hell shuddered and shivered and screamed when Jesus Christ took his first breath in this life. Serious stuff. Serious enough to have the king who was in power to kill all the boys one to two years old in Israel. Think about that. Killing babies. Sounds like some other countries I know today, maybe our own in some sense of the word, killing babies. Well, we, we take Joseph now down into Egypt because he was going to protect the family. And while he was down in Egypt, uh, he got word that uh, old Herod had, had died, the king, and the, the threat was gone, so he brought him back to uh, Judea. He brought Jesus and Mary back. Here's the point. Through that whole process, Joseph demonstrated 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love. So if Christmas is all about love, and I believe it is, let us review what love is and how it connected with Joseph's experience to bring the Savior of the world into being. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not boastful or jealous or rude. Love does not seek its own way. That's a hard one, isn't it? Uh, we're basically selfish people, right? <laughs> well, I am. You're probably not. You're, you're a good person. Doesn't seek its own way. It's not puffed up. It doesn't rejoice at things that are wrong, but it rejoices at those things that are right. It bears all things, believes all things, and hopes all things. And the scripture says love, that kind of love, never ever ends. For the last few weeks prior to Advent, Brother John Wine brought us the core values of Belisle Community Church. And as a proud member or a friend or uh, attendee of Belisle Community Church, we have the grand privilege of seeing the core values that we've set forth, there's seven of them, to help us live a life that is full of joy and 
giving us the ability to get through any situation that may come along. Because I bet you right now, some of you are hurting so bad, you have people in the hospital. I know some people have people in the hospital at the point of death. You have family issues and disturbances with relationships in the family. We have that. We don't know what's going to happen in the future, and some are worried about the political situation. That's, that's a real concern uh, in itself. But these core values are all covered by 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, love. Core value number one, you have it there in your notes. Devotion. I, don't, I can't think of a more devoted person than the evidence I saw in Joseph's life. Can you? Who would ever be able to withstand and go through something like that if he wasn't devoted to his family? He was tempted, and I'm sure, you know, what we don't see, when he found out she was pregnant, the family knew that he had not, you know, been with her. They, 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 they all thought it was someone else's kid coming in there. And I'm sure that they uh, berated him, teased him, and probably insulted him in many ways. And he had to put up with it. And he did what he thought was right, what the angel told him to do. He was devoted to God. He loved God. He stayed the course. And when I wrote that down a few weeks ago, the, the Spirit said, ask the people if there's something in their life that requires them to stay the course. So I ask you that. You, you can answer it for yourself. Is there some area, some issue, some test that you may be going through that you need to stay the course. And if there is, I join with Joseph and pray that you do. Maybe God's calling you to step up, stand up. Number two, conviction. Joe was under conviction of the Holy Spirit. Usually we say, when a person's under conviction of the Holy Spirit, they feel so sin, uh, bear, they're bearing such sin. Well, yeah, well, that's conviction too. But Joseph was under conviction of the Holy Spirit to the point that he listened to God. I, I wrote down here on that one, maybe, maybe if we're really serious about serving and loving God, through our devotion and through our conviction, we ought to take a little time to listen. I know I need to. I'll be the first to admit it. I'm going all the time. I'm doing this, doing that. I need to settle down and take a little time to listen. And maybe the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, has a word for me that I haven't heard that he's been trying to communicate because... I haven't settled down. I ask you the same question. Diversity. Oh, Joseph was certainly diverse. He was that. But 
God had a different plan. God moved into his life with this message that, hey, she's pregnant, but it's okay. I did it. <laughs> I, you talk about having your plans changed. Think about it. Joseph, he had this wedding planned out. He's like Pastor Scott. He had every flower in order. He had it planned to the T. And then the word comes, she's pregnant. Joseph's plans were trashed. But God took care of business. God has a better plan. Maybe, maybe your plans have been trashed and you're still smarting from it. You're, you're seething, hurting. Forget it. It's over. Maybe God has a better plan. And maybe in the future, when your plans get changed, praise God. Praise God. I always say you don't know what you've been saved from. Uh, number four, family. Joseph certainly was a family man uh, personified. He protected them. He took them to Egypt. He brought them back. And uh, I, I just wonder what, what means that we could use to protect our family in the sense of making this Christmas season a more enjoyable, happy time. I don't know. Maybe we need to think about 1 Corinthians. Joe did. Not seeking our own way. Not seeking our own way. Let them win once in a while, folks. Yeah, you're, you can out-argue. I know you can out-debate. Let them win once in a while. Like kids, I tell fathers, let those kids win a little bit. Some dads are so competitive and macho that they just kill the kid's spirit. Let them win. I'll quit on that. Number five, generosity. Generosity. Joseph was a generous man. Again, he did not insist upon its own way. Our natural sinful nature is to insist on our own way. It's called selfishness. The original sin of Adam and Eve was selfishness. The heck with your way, I'll do it my way. Joseph was very generous. He had a, uh, he had the desire, I think, and the, uh, the will to overcome his psychological desire to win. Somebody could say, well, he lost. He took that woman, she was pregnant. The, the world couldn't understand. Can you imagine the average person on the street that said, you, you know, Mary, <laughs> that little girl he's married to, she's pregnant. Oh, but they're not married yet. Uh, well, uh, yeah, but a spirit came and made her pregnant. <laughs> I can't imagine people. Even today, we have so-called Christians who don't believe that Jesus came into being through a virgin. I can't understand how anybody wouldn't accept that. You don't have to understand in order to believe. Thank God. All right, number six, excellence. Love is the excellent way, read it. 
1 Corinthians 13, verse 9 or 10, somewhere there it's, the way of excellence is the way of love. I'm the first to admit and confess I do not always exhibit love. Uh, I'm kind of a lead dog fella. When I'm on the road, uh, I don't like to follow anybody. I refuse to follow anybody on a trip. You know how families get together and say, okay, let's follow a caravan. No, I did that once. I, I followed a fellow from Ohio to Tennessee, Mississippi. We were going down to the Choctaw Reservation, Mississippi. And uh, this guy, he had one credit card for some gas company. That's all he had. This way back. And he would only stop at those places he didn't have any money. And I would say, hey, where are you going? He would take me out of the way, off our course, to go to those gas stations. And I fought that all the way. I got so mad that I left him. After we got there, I did. I went to Florida. He, he went back to Ohio. I hope he made it. But I, I refused. You know what happens to sled dogs, right? Sled dogs, yeah. Well, um, uh, <clears throat> generosity and... <laughs> Excellence is the correct way to live. Excellence is a core value. And Pastor Scott, I, I appreciate him desiring everything to be excellent in the church. The paint, uh, the, 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 the whole ambience. And when we do something, we try to do it the very, very best we can. Because we're not doing it just to show off, but we are. Sure, we want to make a good impression. Are you trying to make an impression? Absolutely. But we're doing it because it represents our love and connection to God Almighty. And God Almighty deserves our very best. If we're going to be extravagant, let's be extravagant in love and our really our witness to God. Number seven, the last one. You glad? Ex excellence and then celebration. It's time to celebrate. Now, you know, we've gone through quite a change process here at the church. Uh, it's all been good. It's all been good. Uh, I haven't known anyone to get mad and walk off and blah. Uh, it's all been good. It's just a natural flow. I call it a natural evolution of the church. Oh, that's a bad word. No, it isn't. I absolutely believe in evolution. I, I, I don't think we came from apes as humans, but I believe that things change. That's evolution. You know? Yeah. And, and God has great things in store for Belle Isle Community Church because we have these core values. We're going to continue to try to live by these. We're going to look at every one of them, and we're going, to, we're going to prosper. More people are going to come to know Christ. Families are going to have a great place to thrive, learning, and living out the gospel. Not as a bunch of religious nutcases, but a, a blessed, blessed group. We hurt together, 
We cry together. We laugh together. We show our devotion, our conviction, our diversity. We love our family. We're very generous. We do things with excellence. And then we celebrate. I hope this Christmas that you refuse to listen to any negative comments in your home, that you will not allow anything to disturb the peace. And when you're tempted to jump in, like I've been so many times, use restraint and don't insist upon your own way. And you have the very blessed, most merry Christmas you've ever had. Let us pray. God, these are my sisters and brothers, some watching by the internet. I pray that you will bless them and their families. And remember 1 Corinthians 13, all about the way of excellence, love, your love. Bless them, bless their children and their grandchildren, and may each give you praise and thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen.